surfs up. Welcome to Rock and Roll Flashback. I'm Bill Price, and we'll be looking back at some of rock and roll's greatest artists, songs, and stories. In this edition of Surf's Up, I'll be spotlighting the singing duo Jan and Dean and the Safaris, who helped play a role in popularizing surf music. William Jan Berry was born on April 3, 1941, in Los Angeles, California. Dean Ormsby Torrance was born March 10, 1940, also in Los Angeles. Jan and Dean first met at Emerson Junior High School, located in Westwood, which is west of Hollywood. While attending University High School, they began harmonizing. Jan and Dean formed a doo-wop group called the Barons with fellow students William Steele, Arnold Ginsberg, Wallace Yagi, and John Seligman. They formed the group in order to enter a talent competition at the high school. During the group's brief span, Dean's neighbor, Sandy Nelson, who would have a hit with Teen Beat in 1959, played drums, and along with future Beach Boy member Bruce Johnston, sang and played piano. Their performance at the talent competition earned them praise. However, several members of the Barons eventually left the group leaving only Jan and Dean. The first release, Jenny Lee, was written by Arnold Ginsberg, who was inspired by seeing a poster for a burlesque performer who went by the name of Jenny Lee. After several weeks of rehearsal, Jan, Arnold, and Dean had planned on making a demo recording in Dean's garage. However, before the recording was to take place, Dean was drafted into the Army Reserve for a period of six months. This caused Jan and Arnold to record Jenny Lee with fellow high school friend Donald Altville. The following day, Jan had the tape transferred to disc at a small studio. After hearing the song, the head of A&R at Arwen Records was impressed and proposed adding instrumentation and releasing it on the Arwen label. In May 1958, after Dot Records released Jenny Lee with the B-side Gotta Get a Date, the single entered the charts. Also in May, they appeared on The Dick Clark Show. The song reached number three on the Cashbox charts, number four on the R&B charts, and number eight on the Billboard chart. In July 1958, the second single, Gas Money and the B-side Bonnie Lou, was released and entered the Billboard charts in August, reaching number 81. Interestingly, both Jenny Lee and Gas Money contained several musical elements that would eventually be incorporated into their surf sound. In September 1958, a third and final release by Jan and Arnold, The Beat That Can't Be Beat, and the B-side I Love Linda failed to chart. In May 1959, Jan and Dean's first single, Baby Talk, was released on the Door record label. With the assistance of record producers Herb Alpert and Lou Alder, Baby Talk reached number 10. Later, while playing at local venues, they performed with the Beach Boys and were attracted to the surf sound. 
After meeting Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, Jan and Dean achieved their peak commercial success in 1963 and 1964 with 16 top 40 hits. One interesting aspect of Jan and Dean was that, unlike most other rock and roll performers, they did not devote their full attention to music. Both were college students. While attending the University of Southern California, Dean majored in advertising design. Jan was enrolled at the University of California at Los Angeles, studying science and music. Later, he entered the California College of Medicine. Jan Berry and Brian Wilson would collaborate on several hits and album cuts, including Surf City, a number one hit in 1963. The other top 10 hits in 1964 were Drag City, reaching number 10, Dead Man's Curve, climbing to number 8, and The Little Old Lady from Pasadena, peaked at number 3. Two years after Dead Man's Curve became a hit, Jan Berry sustained severe head injuries in an automobile accident while driving on Whittier Boulevard, not far from the actual Dead Man's Curve located in Beverly Hills, California. Due to the injuries, he remained in a coma for more than two months. Even though Jan recovered from brain damage and partial paralysis, use of his right arm remained limited, and he had to learn to walk again. This event certainly had an eerie coincidence with the song Dead Man's Curve. Almost one year later, Jan went back to the recording studio, writing and producing. In December 1967, Jan and Dean signed with Warner Brothers and released three singles. In addition to studio work, Dean worked as a graphic designer and started Kitty Hawk Graphics. He designed album covers and logos for recording artists, which included Harry Nielsen, Steve Martin, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Dennis Wilson, Bruce Johnston, The Beach Boys, Diana Ross and the Supremes, Linda Bronstead, The Canned Heat, and The Ventures. Other notable singles which were released include Sidewalk Surfing, Honolulu Lulu, and Ride the Wild Surf. Sidewalk Surfing, which was a composition about skateboarding, was released in September 1964 and reached number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100. Jan came up with the idea for a song about a sport other than surfing. However, after unsuccessfully trying to come up with a song, he approached Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Jan asked Brian and lyricist Roger Christian to rewrite the lyrics to the Beach Boys' Catch a Wave. So the song Sidewalk Surfing is Catch a Wave with different lyrics about the sport of skateboarding. In 1976, Sidewalk Surfing was reissued and once again achieved radio play. However, it only managed to chart at number 107. In the early 1960s, I acquired a skateboard that was shaped much like a surfboard and sidewalk surfed around my neighborhood. On March 26, 2004, Jan Berry passed away as a result of a seizure just eight days before his 63rd birthday. Following Jan's death, 
Dean Torrance occasionally toured with the Surf City All-Stars. He serves as a spokesman for the city of Huntington Beach, California, which, due to his work, is recognized as Surf City, USA. Dean also currently resides in Huntington Beach. During my early teenage years, I frequently traveled from San Bernardino to Huntington Beach, fishing off the Huntington Pier, and also body surfing during the summer. On April 12, 1996, 30 years after Jan's near-fatal automobile accident, Jan and Dean were inducted into the Hollywood Rock Walk of Fame. Then on January 28, 2023, they were inducted into the California Music Hall of Fame. Surprisingly, they were not inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in spite of having played a role in the surf craze. You're listening to the Surf Zap series on Rock and Roll Flashback Podcast with your host, Bill Price. The safaris were also instrumental in establishing surf music in the early 1960s. In the fall of 1962, the safaris were formed in Glendora, California. High school students Jim Fuller, Pat Conley, and their friend guitarist Bob Berryhill met at Bob's house for a practice session that lasted for about four hours. Later that evening, the trio met drummer Ron Wilson at a high school dance, resulting in the band's formation. By the winter of 1962, Wipeout was written and recorded. In 1963, the recording reached number two nationally and also became an international hit. The B-side to Wipeout was Surfer Joe. Soon after the release of Wipeout, saxophone player Jim Pash joined the band. In August 1965, prior to the start of the Safari's Japanese tour, Pat Conley left the group. Ken Forsey then replaced him on bass guitar. Wipeout was written and recorded at PAL Recording Studio in Rancho Cucamonga, which is located east of Los Angeles. In the opening of the song, Bob Berryhill's father broke a board intended to simulate a surfboard breaking up. Band manager Dale Smolin provided the opening laugh and the words, Wipeout. Initially, it was issued on the DFS label, then on Princess, and eventually on Dot. It sold over one million copies and earned a gold disc. On an interesting note, in the early 1960s, Frank Zappa played in nearby Upland, performing to college audiences. Later, he acquired the PAL recording studio and renamed it Studio Z, where he started to make recordings that led to the forming of the Mothers of Invention. The band also released several records, which included two singles, Surfer Joe and Point Panic, named after a Hawaiian surfing location. After the Japanese tour in early 1966, Jim Fuller left the band and the Safaris disbanded. Then in 1981, the band reformed with Pash and Berryhill. However, two years later, Berryhill left the band after a disagreement. 
In the mid-1980s, the Safaris incorporated new members, which remain as of 2023. Ron Wilson passed away in 1989, and then in 1998, Ken Forsey passed away. Jim Pash passed away in 2005. The Safaris, along with the duo Jan and Dean, played an important role in popularizing surf music, as well as other surf bands during the early 1960s. So be sure to check out future editions of Surf's Up for more episodes. This has been another episode of the Rock and Roll Flashback Podcast with your host, Bill Price. And until next time, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on.